Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the first of our Quarantine Football Book Club specials. Uh, due to the current circumstances, we did record this episode remotely, so apologies for the sound at times, but hopefully things will all be back to normal very soon. In the meantime, cue intro. Sean Gota, striker and oft-hungry Man City legend. Played for City, Man United, Rotherham, Bristol City, Reading and Southend. 220 goals in 500 league appearances, winner of the First Division, League One and the Football League Trophy, Bermudian top scorer of all time and, of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. I'd say about 80% of the stories in this book are Sean Gota walks into a place, someone recognises him and starts singing Feed the Boat. To me, Chesterfield was just another Rotherham. I think his grandma is a Bermuda Triangle. I loved the Baja men before who let the dogs out. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less James Joyce, more Emerson Boyce. I'm James Buck and over the weeks we're going to be reading such classics as David Batty, the autobiography, and Paul Sharner's Position Kerdenka, wie viel Charakter vertragt einer Fußballkarriere? But today, <laughs> we're going to be reading Sean Goethe's Feed the Goats. And reading it with me in these quarantine times, I'm joined remotely by our book group of comedy writers, Jack Bernhardt. Hello. James Belgian. Hi. And introducing Natasha Daniels. Hello. Yeah, Tash, 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 Tash. Tash, Tash. Okay, it doesn't work because we're all out of sync. That's gonna be that's gonna be very hard for when we do book. It's book, gonna be book, very book, hard book. for me. As someone who <laughs> talks constantly. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is gonna be tough, but we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through everything. Um, we're trapped inside. So, what better guys to do than read a bunch of football autobiographies? Yeah, I have nothing better to do. Legitimately. Um, I'm so sorry this is Tash's intro to the show as well. Oh, of course. Um, Tash, oh, tell yeah. us yourself. what were you doing um, before you <laughs> decided to read football books nonstop? Well, I have a first class English degree, so I'm really glad that this is how wow. I use, you know? I spent okay. three years studying literary classics, and here I still am doing it, you know? So you're still reading literary classics <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Did you do a module on uh, the literature of Sean Gota and 90s Man City players? Sadly not. However, spoiler alert, I wish we had. Ah, that would have been good. Mm. I I was thinking it's it's kind of a novelty that, you know, we're trapped inside. We've got loads of time to read football autobiographies. (laughs) But the sad thing is we were doing that before the quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) The fact is that my life hasn't changed demonstrably from last week, I will say. Except now when I tell people, I've been indoors all day, people aren't like, oh God, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) It's national service now. It really is. This is national service. Um, Talking of some people who do great service to the nation, (laughs) (laughs) to our best friends at Amazon, (laughs) to see what the reviews are saying. Um, The book has 4.6 stars on Amazon from 13 reviews. That's high. That's really high. High star count, low review count, I would say. Yeah, Quality, but... not quantity. Exactly. The, the people mm. who have read this book are like, oh, it's a classic. It's a gem. And um, and would you guys agree in general? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's save that for the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a five-star review from Hypester under the title, Goat-tastic. Are you going to hype it 
beforehand? Uh, how, how can I build him up? I don't know. Five like... star from Hypester. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how you do it, yeah. Thank you. Um, what a brilliant read. I'm not even a fan of any of the teams that the GOAT has played for, but I found it... Why is he reading it? But I found it fascinating finding him out his life and his career on and off the pitch. There's plenty of humour and amusing stories in the book, and it's written in his own voice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't really know what he means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I need clarification. Does it go on to clarify? Well, it's definitely not written in the voice of Paolo Wanchop, I guess, who played with him at City. So I guess that's what he means. Uh, I can highly recommend this book to goat fans everywhere, which is misleading. (laughs) (laughs) Downvote. Downvote for that. Imagine if you were a massive fan of goats. (laughs) Yeah. And you just typed in on Google, uh, things recommended for goat fans. I'll buy this. Uh, how far do you I think you'd get to the Rotherham chapter and then be like there are going to be no goats <laughs> yeah that is a good point there is not one single actual goat in the book uh yeah he makes a pun at one point he says um he makes a lot of goat puns that comes up the goat puns hasn't he he's got he he, cut through them he took them off yeah it's, I mean just looking in the um in the the content section scapegoat yeah who let the goat out oh yeah the, <laughs> the chapter title the quite something <laughs> Oh, the and there's a lot of animals. Wolves at the door. Uh, the pond dog. Also, with with scapegoat, he obviously really wanted to use scapegoat, but he never really was a scapegoat. Yeah, no. I thought they just, that. They're like, we need to use this pun somehow. We ever really blamed for everything? It's like, well, I don't really get the full support, but I wouldn't say. I was, All right, that's good enough. That's fine. We'll <laughs> use that as a type as a, a chapter heading. They also so were that's... like, because there's a question mark as well, so it's like scapegoat. Like, yeah. does this work? Not really. Yeah. Oh, well. We're going to go into more depth about the book as we go. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, getting a chant from Ken in Ken Quarantine. Oof. And first, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What did you think of the book? Who was uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to direct this. Direct this uh, Tash, as you're new, what did you think of the book? Uh, well, when it arrived, so I had to get a second-hand copy because Amazon didn't have any new ones available, and it was incredibly well-thumbed, so I thought, mm, either I'm enjoying this book a little bit too much, or it's actually quite good, and someone's read it a few times. Ah, <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's actually <laughs> quite good. I thought he actually made himself not seem like a total football robot weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fred are. like I don't believe that any of them have friends whereas I can imagine Sean Ghost has got you know he's got a whatsapp group <laughs> yeah that's that's a I, I, I would agree with that I can't see uh, Gary Monk in a whatsapp group I can see him being in a group but I can also see all of the people who are in that group being in a separate group without <laughs> where they all the talk no, about the no Gary's group yeah yeah Jack what do you think of the book uh, I, yeah, I really liked it as well. I think he did come across as a very affable, nice guy. There's quite a lot of like, uh, like time jumping, which is sort uh-huh. of disconcerting. But like, because as, there's a one point in the book where he's like, when he's playing at Rotherham, where he's like, "So I did this for four seasons," and you're like, "Wait, what?" And that's all you get. Yeah, his that. life seems to have been about sixty years long. It's so weird. It is genuine. <laughs> it's like, um, what's that book? The uh, the time traveler's wife. He seems to jump yeah. about a lot. And you're like, yeah. how old are you? Are you I- I- immortal? I I couldn't quite get a sense of his age. <laughs> by the time that he like plays his last game for City, at some point he's like, I'm 35 at this point. And I was like, you could have been 17. You could have been 27. You could have been 40. I have no idea. Also, um, most of the time traveling is just him going back and forth to Bermuda. I noticed every oh, single yeah. chapter ends with, well, that was the end of the season. We went back to Bermuda for two weeks. <laughs> just and, and very little one, detail of what happens there, but then just, yeah, back to and, Bermuda. And the one season where he has to play in the playoffs, he mentions, like, I did interrupt my holiday to Bermuda. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. Uh, James Balgett, good book. Yeah, it, I think it was probably the most gentle book that we've yeah. read so far. Yeah, very true. And apart from maybe Myers. Um. Yeah, but I wasn't on that podcast, so. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think if if so, Perry Groves. I think we agreed was like the densest in terms of stories. This was yeah. probably the lightest in terms of funny, interesting <laughs> stories. I would say. 
So what? buckle up for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> but, having, but, having the barrel. That, but having said that, it was I still enjoyed it. He comes across as a nice guy. It was it was alright. It was fine. It's a it's a sweet little read, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not too long, not too short. It's the Goldilocks of football. ASMR of football autobiography. That's <laughs> a really good comparison. I completely agree. I know I what you mean. I also like the way that uh, I'd say about eighty percent of the stories in this book are Sean Gota walks into a place, someone recognizes him, and starts singing "Feed the Goat." <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, it's Spoiler. a really it's a really nice anecdote like that but that anecdote comes up a lot where it's like oh people recognize me and then it was feed the goat and he will score and i really liked it end of anecdote what do we think of uh what do we think of the book as an object what do we think of the uh the cover cover? is very misleading he looks incredibly angry and aggressive on it and actually he's a big teddy bear i reckon that's yeah that's true. Oh. I would pick this book up. He does look like he's he's shouting angrily. And he's oh, goading the fans, isn't he? Yeah. yeah sort of well, feed the goad. Behind... <laughs> <laughs> he's got his hand behind his ear. Um and yeah. he sort of looks like he does look furious. And also it's a very bad Photoshop job. Yes. Like, <laughs> is... I'm taking a star off for the Photoshop. It isn't very well done. <laughs> Photoshop is not. I fantastic. think this is um when he discusses uh, the fact that he scores and does that to silence his own fans because they're on his back. Is that what that picture is, do you think? Did oh, he mention, I thought he silenced the um, uh, Millwall fans. He, he also he did it to his own fans because they boo him every time his name's read out in the warm-up. I... And then he scores straight away. So he oh, yeah. Them the... to, yeah. be, to, to be pedantic, though, um, he's wearing an away kit. Yes, that's uh, true. Uh, uh, he was booed by the away fans because home crowds are where true. it was. This is very niche and very <laughs> get get the cover up on your phone to understand what we're talking about. You, you know how you said that there's no stories in the book. The fact that we've spent <laughs> three minutes talking about the cover kind of suggests that uh, you could be right with that somewhere. Uh, there, um, is, there is the story very quickly of him accidentally celebrating in front of the wrong fans, and that oh yeah, because it looks like. It might be that he's like celebrating and got confused about why they're not celebrating back. So he's going, huh? <laughs> or he's like, fans, it wasn't you I was trying to have a go. It's my own fans I was trying to have a go. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Also, um, that, that story about him um, celebrating in front of the wrong fans is funny because he says then the next week people come in and make it sort of to make him aware of, don't don't incite the opposition fans. It could be dangerous. And he goes, yeah, I, I learned a really valuable lesson there. It's, you know, don't wind up the opposition fans. It really stuck in my mind. Literally on the next page, he goes, anyway, we played Newcastle, and I decided if I was going to score, I was going to copy Shearer's celebration to wind him up. <laughs> Sean, what are you doing? Yeah, and he's like, they'd love that. And he goes, why would they love that? <laughs> he was thinking they'd be like, oh, fair play. Great imitation of Shearer. There's a nice little uh, foreword by uh, uh, Joe Royal mm-hmm. in the book. There's, yeah. there's two there's, there's two bits of it that really made me laugh. Um, first of all, he ru- on the second page of the foreword, he runs out of ways of describing Sean Gota, and he calls him the likable Bermudian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found that bit all very odd. It felt a bit like, you know, when you have a teacher that you haven't really had that much and they have to write something about you. Yes. Like, yes. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, goat for prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is some ending. The goat for prime minister that yeah. he writes in there. Uh, don't bet against it. He says. <laughs> Despite the fact, as you read the book, Sean Gota never says, "I want to be prime minister." Or, <laughs> <or> nothing <laughs> at any point. He doesn't really want to be a politician. <laughs> Joe jo Royal's like, "Yeah, okay, he's prime minister." <laughs> He's exactly the kind of humble guy we need to be prime minister. Someone who doesn't want to be a politician. <laughs> uh, there's one other bit in the foreword that I really liked where uh, he said, he was talked about how like uh, at Bristol City he was watched by scouts. Every other week, Chris would ring me and tell me of Sean's progress. And the scoring charts confirmed what I was being told. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a sort of prognosis. Yeah, like, it, like he said, like, you've got to write a thousand words, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I've got 400 here. Oh, how am I going to do that? Okay. Well, the scoring charts. Let me. I checked the scoring charts. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Oh, he's pretty likable. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, well, let's let's crack into the book, shall we? He's uh, his young life. He starts off in Bermuda. It starts off with um, him uh, like like tear gassing and and rioting. <laughs> That's not so much the nice life. I know, but it's it's really weird how it starts off being like, oh yeah, there was riots during like my birth, and I was a four year old being tear gassed. Anyway, and the rest of the book, none of that. There's also a bit at the end of the first chapter where uh, he feels like he has to justify the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God, this is the <laughs> bit of the whole book. <laughs> it, it comes from nowhere. Yeah, he's just talking about his, his life up until the age of about 15. And he goes, uh, well, okay, I suppose I better address the Bermudan Triangle. <laughs> I do not find it interesting whatsoever, thank you. Well, I have a theory about this. I yes. think... We'll probably get onto this, but I think his grandma is a Bermuda Triangle because he's like what? some kind of ominous kingpin of Bermuda, this crime lord. <laughs> the and, dark Bermuda. And then he brings it up in this kind of shifty way to dismiss it. But it's like, all right, things are happening. People are going missing. Your grandma controls Bermuda. <laughs> What's going on here? There's, some, there's something there. So you think the Bermuda feels- Triangle is an old woman? Yeah, I think it's Sean Gott's grandma, and I think... Is this libel? It feels like this is libel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just saying, it's a theory. I'd be surprised if Sean Gota's dead grandmother sued us for calling her a a weather phenomenon. (laughs) I don't even know how that would set up in court. (laughs) Um, Jack, you liked, um, and we all like this actually, the fact that he actually talks about his wife slash his girlfriend. It's it's great. It's so good. It's so refreshing. Like he brings he brings his wife up like on like page I don't know something like seventeen, which is rare. Mm. Usually it's usually it's like if page three hundred of three hundred and two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or usually it's like um, it was stressful for my wife at this time because I was moving to Coventry, but she was pregnant with twins. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And Who can like, you possibly be talking about that? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, <laughs> uh, Darren. Um, but but like uh, we get the full love story with Sean Goater. It's really cute. Yeah, and like, he's so romantic. So mm. I mean, apart from like how he flirts with his wife at the st- or his wife, his he meets his girlfriend at school, um, and is like, "This is you know, I love her. She's fantastic." But apparently, the way he would like uh, get to talk to her was he would say, "The principal needs to see you in his office." So she would like come out of class being like, why does the principal need to, need to see me? And he would go, oh, it's not the principal who needs to see you. It's me who needs to see you. And he, she'd go, wait, why? What? And then he'd go, no, because I, I like you. And then she'd be like, are you sure the principal doesn't need to see me? <laughs> go off and see the principal. And he's there being like, this hasn't really worked. <laughs> yeah. But he writes about it as if it does work. He's, that was my technique. I just kept doing it. Why? Yeah. It doesn't and- work. Because she was like, why does this girl keep turning up at my office every day? What is she doing? Yeah. Hi, Sean Gota told me I had to go to your office. Yeah, no, he's bad at flirting. I thought the sweetest thing was how uh, he talked about later how when he goes abroad, I think to Manchester, they used to send tapes back and forth so they could hear it from his voice. Oh, that was so romantic. Oh, my gosh. The cutest thing I've ever heard. Although I did discover that Bermuda has its own type of tape. Yeah, I think he, they, because at some point later on in the book, they send uh, his footage of him playing for Man United back and they play it on some kind of Bermudan match the day kind of program. And he, he does commentary for it, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, imagine that's so weird if you watch match the day and like, uh, I don't know. Harry Kane was just going, oh, here comes Harry. (laughs) I wonder if he'll score or not. I know, I'm him. But Sean Gopher, like every footballer, does enjoy talking about themselves in the third person. So I'm fine with it. Uh, A great shout. He really does. That reminded me of my Yoshida's. I know you didn't read that, Tash, but... He will write things like, Sean goes doesn't score that kind of goal. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the confidence to pull off the third person is something which should be applauded, I think, throughout. I think that's because he has to say the goat, and then he carries it on to speaking in that third person. Yes. He he uses the goat also, like, for when he's around the house, it seems. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he'll say stuff like, hey, the goat wants feeding, when's dinner? (laughs) Which, let's be honest, if you were Sean Gota, you would absolutely do. I didn't really know about his early life, to be honest. I, I knew he did play for Man United briefly, um, which is all a bit strange, that section. He says, 
on the back of the book, he says he was used as a political pawn after a Man United tour of Bermuda went wrong. Really? I don't really get that. I don't get that from the book at all. Did you? I I didn't see that. I don't I don't think I have that bit of the book. That's on the that's on the it's on the back of the book. I, on the I, oh, have you not got a back to your book? I no. have a, <laughs> that's just falling apart. Um, okay. I have a, a, a quite a prosaic quote from Sean Goater about where the the um, the chant came from. Same. I, have I haven't got that. No, I haven't got that at all. It's mm. it it's not a great quote because it's just like I can't remember where it came from, but I liked it. Maybe actually, come on again. Sean Gota once. <laughs> this book has had at least two pressings, which is quite quite impressive. That, I yeah. think City fans are pretty um are pretty intense. Yeah, as as this book says, they're gonna follow yeah. him everywhere. But I, but either way, I, I knew the May United thing. He played there briefly, um, cool. but I didn't know that uh, he went to well, he kind of his formative years in Rotherham and Bristol City. Yeah, I think my one of my favourite bits was his descriptions of Rotherham. Yes. Yeah. What was the one? To me, Chesterfield was just another Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's on the sign, actually, if you go to Chesterfield. <laughs> just another Rotherham. <laughs> um, I mean, when... if you grew up in Bermuda, you probably wouldn't this think that. True. Well, that's not, that's not true, though, because at one point he says Bristol is the closest yeah. thing to Bermuda he's ever seen. <laughs> ever seen. I, I remember yeah. that. So weird. Why would you say that? Um, <laughs> yeah. There he actually a... starts off saying in his childhood the the scenery of Bermuda didn't really make an impression on him because it's all he knew, which would make sense. But he must have got such a shock when he moved to Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> this is why everyone in England is so sad all the time. I understand now. Yeah, there is a section where he says Rotherham fans could moan with a passion. I used to think, why are you not happy? But that was who they were. <laughs> <laughs> it did make sense as to why they were not happy. There's also a bit That's where they, like... they were just moaners. Where he he moves from like Manchester to Rotherham, and he's like, "Oh, it's raining a lot." And he says, "Little did I know that it would always rain in Rotherham." Is Rotherham that much rainier than Manchester? Uh, yeah. I can confirm that no, it's not, as I live between the two of them. <laughs> okay, there isn't like a single storm cloud over Rotherham. <laughs> what is it? Is it raining where you are now, Tash? It's gloriously sunny. So Sean Gosa is a liar. Sean, Sean. <laughs> to be honest, right now it's the closest thing to Bermuda I've ever seen. But did anyone see that? Did anyone else notice that section where he just walks into a department store and he just becomes a model yeah. for some reason? He like says, "Oh, um, something along the lines of." He walks in and they start giving him clothes and stuff, and him and his friend do a catwalk. <laughs> in just some rubber, um, yeah, I don't quite... 150 quid he got for that. That's pretty good going, I reckon. And he just seemed to walk into the shop and get it done for him on the spur of the moment. <laughs> he does I seem th- to like walk into things like that quite a lot, where he's just like, "Yeah, that sounds good." Like even him going to Man United is sort of sort of similarly weird, where it's just like, "Yeah, says, oh, you're going to United." He's like, "Okay, cool, I'll do that." <laughs> <laughs> there's the most important thing i took from uh you know these years though was uh no way is this the real name of his physio at bristol city do you remember the name of the physio no no buster footman <laughs> <laughs> no way that's a joke name Buster Footman. <laughs> Buster Footman. that is a that is a like a the, t- the type of thing you'd get in a dance like movie like uh, yes. uh, step up to the streets too. Yeah, the bad yeah. guy would be called Buster Footman. Yes, or it'll be kind of like Abino's name for a for a physio, kind yeah. of like <laughs> oh, they, they kind of they kind of bust things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buster Footman. Um, it, there's there's a lot of weird stuff in this section. He also doesn't like glass noodles. Do you know what <laughs> yes. <about> that? <laughs> uh, yes, he's going he just... to Bristol. Bristol City, like they say, he says, like, oh, they took us to a really fancy restaurant that had transparent noodles. I hated them. I had to go to McDonald's yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he describes it. It's a, he says something like, um, food which is too fancy, transparent noodles and such. What <laughs> 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 could the other things be? <laughs> you know, things similar to transparent noodles. <laughs> Has anyone got a no context Sean Gota for me? Just a line out of uh, with yes, no context? My favorite. Oh, Hit me, Tash. Mark Hughes walked into the canteen. There was silence, and I thought, there's the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really um, good bit. I love the daddy. That's in the chapter <laughs> where he's looking for his biological father. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but obviously, most of the book is devoted to Man City. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for some reason at the beginning, again, something I didn't know, because I've always thought of him, oh, I assumed he was a legend from the beginning. But the fans don't really take to him. 
even though yeah. he's banging the goals in the beginning, which I think is a bit mean. <laughs> I, I really like how the big turning point in his career is he realizes he has to be more like Paul Dickov. <laughs> I didn't see coming. He has to run around a bit. It, it's like a it's like a sort of um, like a martial arts movie where Paul Dickov is the like the wizened old uh, like master who is like you yes. must act like a headless chicken all the time, and the fans <laughs> yeah. will love you. Basically, Man City fans are very gullible. <laughs> <laughs> these days. Um, yeah, he he seems, but he seems like genuine. At the start, it's because he's um, uh, he thinks it's because he says, "Oh, I I reckoned I was going to score twenty five goals for City," and he thought yeah. the fans arrogant. Um, yeah, but then he scores like twenty three goals, yeah. and they're annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Like they were thinking, like, where are those two extra goals, Sean? Come on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it is it is a slightly weird like start to his city career. He also talks about how like they they were getting so much abuse that they had to play at a playground. Yeah, like, it's so funny. It's so weird. He was like, "Oh, we we couldn't play it. <laughs> they couldn't train at like Carrington because uh, city fans would be like coming up with events and being like, you're shit,' and it was getting <laughs> on their." So they went to like a nearby school and like trained on their. I, I assume it wasn't a kids' playground, but in my head, I've got you know Sean yeah. Goto pushing Paul Dick off on a swing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay within the hopscotch lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, this this like time is seriously. It, it you know obviously like City now compared to City then. Like it, they were Division Two. This is like low. Yeah, well, division. Uh, this is uh, League One, right? Yeah, so league- yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. Division Two is League. I get confused about that because there's a part in the book where um, all of a sudden the Premier League becomes the Division yeah. One becomes the Premier League, and then everything goes crazy from there on. So League Two becomes the, oh, it blows my. Mind. It's very confusing, and that's the same thing with the whole how these books. You can't really put a timestamp on a lot of these things. I don't think Sean Goto knows how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Keegan is someone we have to talk about, though, because Kevin Keegan. Right, I, Tash, I hear you booing. Like I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. First of all, you be quiet. Um, no, but Kevin Keegan is definitely the, uh, the obvious choice for the Hall of Shame, sure. uh, which we do sometimes. However, Ooh. right, I'm going to do some because there's all these things about how Keegan. Uh, you know, is a bit mean to him in the... He doesn't ever give an encouragement in team talks and stuff like sure. that. Uh, and he's always like, oh, he was trying to sell me at the beginning. I'm going to do some revisionist history here, which I didn't <laughs> think I'd do. I think Kevin Keegan is pretty good to him. So, right. Oh, Kevin, Ke- no. Kevin Keegan keeps him in the team all the time. He, got, he kind of changes his mind on him and lets him keep playing. He doesn't try to... Even when new strikers come, he still plays him. Okay, carry on. On his last game... For the club, he lets him clap, captain the club, which is a nice thing to do. He keeps playing him. He helps with the charity that he sets up and organises a friendly between Man City and, uh, is it Reading he goes to or something like that? Um, and a lot of these things, he seems to be more supporting than he suggests. But then Steve Koppel, who he plays for under Reading, doesn't talk to him and sells him. And he loves Steve Koppel. <laughs> He's being gaslit by Steve Koppel the whole time, whereas Keegan is really the man who's helped him a lot. No way. Keegan is the gaslighter here. Yeah, I agree with that. The, I mean, that's, oh. I, I, to be honest, Keegan oh. does do a bit of like, um, uh, he'll be like, uh, the, not giving him encouragement makes him want to work harder. So yeah, I can I can see that. But he did really. man of the match trophy Wednesday. That, that's the crime. That's the real crime. Yeah. Gota's most incredible uh, performance against Manchester United, where he scores two goals and they beat United for the first time in ages. And Keegan can't be bothered to give him the man of the match trophy. He's tied it in his office, right? Later. Yeah. See, I think there's some responsibility on Sean's uh, shoulders there because surely one, after that game, they'd have gone, isn't there some kind of trophy I should have? <laughs> he should have gone to Keegan. He's like, oh, I think so. No, because he's the likable Bermudan. He doesn't, ah. doesn't want to be. I do like about Keegan, though, is he did bring out a really mean side of Sean Goten. Mm. Oh, yeah. He was like an yes, absolute little bitch he... during that. He made him more dick off. He made him more dick off. No, more, like, more it's dick like dick. whiplash, isn't it? It's like the J.K. Simmons whiplash. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And then and he was the he was the good guy, right? Because we all know what happened at the end of that. He exactly. was traumatized. So and at the end of this film, Sean Gota becomes a great drummer. 
<laughs> we were saying about him being a likable guy. I was surprised by how cutting Sean Gota could be at times. Oh, if he's yeah. not a fan, he will slam you. I, know, I made a note of at City alone, he slams Egil Oshtenstad, uh, Kevin Keegan, obviously. <laughs> Alpha Inga Harland, who he calls just another Jeff Whitley. <laughs> no idea what that means. It's a slam. I think that'll be on uh, Alpha Inga Harland's uh, tombstone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he hates the midfield's lack of creativity. He hates the midfield he plays with all the time. He thinks yeah. they're rubbish. He hates Jeff Horsefield's feed the horse charm. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has this terrifying name-checking thing where he, like, cold and calculatedly, like, Ticks off uh, England goalkeepers who he scores against. He's like, finally, I ticked <laughs> off Nigel Martin. <laughs> I like that. I, th- I think he's a bit mean. I think he's a bit mean. In fairness, a bit like sneakily shady as well. Exactly. At one point where he's like, I was up against Rio Ferdinand, the whole game was just very easy, and it's like he does that all the way through, just like drops little, you know. I, I like that. I really like that. The jellyfisher. Yeah. yeah. A, a what? A jellyfisher? Jellyfisher. I've never heard that. What? I, clearly. I <laughs> nod. I agreed, but I had no idea what it meant. What was, what was the jellyfisher? Jellyfisher, when it's like cute on the top, but it's got a sting in its tail, you know? Oh, Who yeah. the heck thinks jellyfish are cute on the top? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, you can bounce on top of Sean Gota's head. Yeah. And it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you stroke the top, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we want this one's dramatic reading. Yeah! Oh, yes. This story is called uh, Sean Gota Doesn't Believe His Wife Is Giving Birth. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, in fairness, like, Sean is great throughout the book with his wife. This is the is. bit that's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy. He, um, oh, can someone cue the dramatic music? Tash, new person? Uh, duh. cue the dramatic music. Thank you very much, Tash. That was like you forgot a name, Jack. Uh, Tash, uh, new person. Ah, fine. So this is all about he's having uh, twins coming into the world. I thought I was so far ahead of the game before the girl's arrival. I had Anita's hospital bag ready for about three months into the pregnancy, and had been gathering dust since April. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a good thing you have a dusty old bag sitting yeah. around. Don't worry, darling. The dusty bag will be ready. <laughs> I've been practicing the late night dash for the hospital, getting Anita to test me on how long it would take to get ready, and on our way when the big moment came and got it down to about a minute. Go on, test me, I would say. Okay, <laughs> give me a second, I replied. <laughs> I've got the bag, I've got my wallet, I've got the keys. And after going through a list of about 10 things, I would say, okay, you're straight, we're ready. <laughs> you straight, we're ready. Wow. Um, of course, when the big moment did actually come, it was in the middle of the night. What did he expect? And really, it reality proved completely different from the stage drill that I insisted on. Anita nudged me to tell me she thought her water's broken. Yeah, 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 I said. <laughs> <laughs> Turning over to get back to my nice dream. <laughs> I want to know what the dream was. It'd be great if he just wrote like three paragraphs on his dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in New York. I'm doing all touristy things. She nudged me harder. Sean, my water's just broke. I was so knackered, I said, how do you know? You've never been pregnant before. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a really good point. Again. It is a good point. I mean, uh, it's, it's a line I'm going to be using in the future. If I have to be <laughs> um, so much for Mr. Prepared. Eventually, I got up. Okay, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Why has he become so rude? <laughs> It's it's really funny. I mean, it's terrible. It's very funny. Totally changes character when it when the moment they need him the most. It's the middle of the uh, night. What do you expect? Oh, I don't know. He was ambling around, definitely on Bermuda time. Anita checked in the bathroom to confirm her suspicions. Mm-hmm. And by now, I was finally waking up. But all I kept saying was, "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> I like that he says he's on Bermuda time, as if he's got jet lag and he's just, he's just <laughs> yeah. when he's lived here for like eight years at this point. He's just asleep after training. <laughs> Another four, um, four years, and I'll be on UK time. <laughs> yeah. We were soon in the car on the way, but I was still a bit spaced out, smiling at the thought that my girls were finally on their way. But driving along at a leisurely pace, <laughs> I need to shout, "John, will you get a move on and stop going over bumps?" I said, "Maybe I should stop and get some cash." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the bit that really confuses me like what do, what would he need to pay the babies when they come out <laughs> i can't come, have them coming into the world in empty pockets <laughs> pound for you pound for you uh, uh let's just say anita said she would rather not stop 
They arrived at the hospital and waited around for things to start happening. We waited about five hours before I went and asked if anything was going to happen. And eventually it did. My beautiful girls arrived. <laughs> <laughs> How will we feel if we were in that situation and Sean Gota let us down last minute? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I suppose I in in this scenario, I have to imagine being married to Sean Gota for several years. How's Which that? Is, yeah, pretty nice actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I bet he's a good husband. I reckon he is a good husband, despite this story, because I think a middle of the night and the fact that he's that he's dedicated so much of the book to it implies that it's sort of like a joke now. And it's it's nice to have those kind of stories as opposed to like some of the books where we just get you know footballers talking about this funny thing happened at Stoke. Yeah. or whatever whereas yeah. this is like a this is definitely, story that happened behind the scenes he seems to really enjoy like the stuff like the you know like his when he plays his final games for various teams or like when he has like these big events where he because he has to go to like pick up an mbe he likes to talk about how his family were there like how they were all mm. really proud of him like even playing in like the the LDV Vans trophy or whatever it's called uh for rotherham the first thing he cares about there is like whether he can see his family that's um, true. He doesn't really talk about the match. He talks about like you know Anita looking down on him. Yeah, and it's really, really sweet. Do you think when he picked up his MBE, he was like, right, uh, Anita, we've got to do a time for this. Let's make sure <laughs> <laughs> I can get the badge quickly enough. Can I get some cash out. Will the Queen need some cash? <laughs> also, just in the MBE story, it's hilarious how the Queen totally pies him off. He's oh like, God, uh, so she says. The Queen said something like, um, oh, is it, is it, Sean says something like, oh, you're not meant to talk to the Queen, but I had to know, are you a red or a blue? So he asked her that, and the Queen's like, uh, I, I support everyone, bye. <laughs> That's basically it. And he says something like, she pushed my arm away as if to say, move on. <laughs> yeah. And she, he says something like, the Queen can't say it, but it's the Queen's equivalent of saying, do one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, another celebration he has, uh, Sean Gota Day yeah. <laughs> in Bermuda. That's pretty cool. Um, Tash, did you enjoy Sean Gota Day? Is this something you celebrate in the future? Loved Sean Gota Day. 21st of June is in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> what are we all doing for it this year? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I'm going to uh, take a leisurely stroll to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, work out how far away it is. Yeah. Debate he, um, yeah. Oh, I he, know uh, what I'm going to do for it, because this was a, one of my favourite anecdotes. I'm going to make a Vavoom t-shirt. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he does oh, that to mock Thierry Henry, right? 
Yeah, and then they lose 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he turns off at half-time. It's so funny. Because <laughs> I often do wonder about that whenever players like pull off their shirts and they reveal like a thing they've got underneath. Like there are there must be millions of shirts that never get used because it was like oh, yeah. seven nil down. I'm, I'm sure like Defoe at Spurs was he was waiting to score his hundredth goal for Russell in the Premier League or something for ages, and he had it on for like five or six games apparently until he finally did it. I, I re- can, I, can I say one very funny thing about Sean Go today? Please, uh, it's the fact that his aunt May says every day is Sean Go today. <laughs> Which sounds like a compliment, but when you think about it, it's like, oh no, actually, that's just that's just like you're not so special, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're around him every day, John, go today. It's a real it's the goat day. <laughs> also, I wish it could be Sean Go today every day is my favorite Slade song. <laughs> um, uh, but but he's got yeah, guys. I don't want presents for Sean Go today. Just so you know, okay. <laughs> He does this whole parade. There's like a whole parade and everything for it. And it really made, it reminded me of the story my friend told me. My friend Jared, I met his dad once, and he said he went to um, New Zealand. And the first thing he saw when he got off the plane was there was a massive ticker tape parade going on. And he was like, oh, who could this be for? And like, there's thousands of people on the streets. He looked in the car uh, that was being driven around, and Basil Brush was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so Basil Brush was having like a day of celebration in New Zealand. Oh, I wonder if Basil Brush that ever falls on Sean Go today. Oh, they have to fight. Yeah, Fox v Goat. Uh, in the book, guys, uh, Sean's got some great chance. Mm-hmm. We all know Feed the Goat, uh, hence the title name. Uh, there's also Come on, Feel the Goat, <laughs> to Slade, and uh, Who Let the Goat Out yeah. to the tune of the Baja Men. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's like Bahamas is a different place to Bermuda. Do you think there's any rivalry? He there? He, he said he liked the sound of it and liked the band. So yeah. I think he's gonna be like, ah, fine. <laughs> I loved the Baja men before who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> I had the iconic B sides. <laughs> but talking of guys uh, who uh, talking a good chance, here's a guy who makes his own ones. It's our good friend Ken joining us from Ken Quantum. Ken me. Hey Ken. Ken. Hello everyone. Hi Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Ken, what did you think of those chants? Are they worthy of Ken? They're, they're all right. I, I do like the Baja men. <laughs> I can't believe Ken Zong is is doing down or like giving faint praise to the iconic Feed the Goat chant. <laughs> it's Feed the Goat just wishes it could be as good as I love it when you call me Leroy later. <laughs> you've got you've come up with some more chants for uh, other obscure footballers, right? I have, yes, yeah. So um, I was I was racking my brains for you know what to do for this special lockdown episode, and uh-huh. I figured what better match than sort of early two thousand zero Aston Villa and the rock stylings of ACDC. You know, two great tastes. <laughs> the tastes come together. You know, why wouldn't you put those two things together? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? I've done it before. It's like strawberries <laughs> and cream. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Let's do it. No stop signs, speed limits, nobody's gonna slow him down. The super sub, who's gonna win it? When he comes on, you know it's going down. Where's the claret and the blue? He's faster than a wanted man. Hey, Villa, here we go. He'll take us straight to the promised land. He is Darius Vassell. Darius Vassell. Oh, Kanzong. Yeah. He's back with a bank. <laughs> Mark, right, I love how many... There's like two verses for that. <laughs> yeah, there's a long setup. You've got, to, you've got to build to it, you know? It took a long time for me to get that it was my way to hell. Yeah, <laughs> that would be very hard to coordinate. I think <laughs> like a whole terrace to sing that. <laughs> Who better than Villa Park? Book. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Ken, that was another masterpiece. Then that was better than Feed the Goat. I that think. Was, yeah, I'd say so. Certainly <laughs> longer. Okay, time to play this week's game. And uh, in a change to affairs, James is Belgian. Our very yeah. own James Belgian has come up with this week's game. Yay. It's called it's called Bermuda. You think you are? Bloody hell, James! You, you named that. Yeah, thanks for throwing me under the bus with that. Um, <laughs> uh, everything else you can blame James for. Okay, what's the game, James? 
Okay, so um, lots of crazy names in his Bermudan uh, youth from football and I think just general life. So sure. it's which one's real, which one's fake. Very easy game to grasp. Okay, great. They're all like funny nicknames and stuff, right? Funny nicknames. Yeah. Woolly Baxter. Woolly? Woolly Baxter. Woolly Baxter. Yeah. Sounds like a shepherd. In I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake because it does sound like shepherd. Real. Uh, real. Say, no! I didn't even get a chance to guess. Oh sorry, I thought it was just um, uh, I'm gonna say real. <laughs> I wish I'd written down who he was now. He was someone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say real. Woolly Baxter. Woolly Baxter. Um Chopper Bobbly. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper, Chopper Bobbly. Chopper Bobbly. I'm gonna uh, fake. That's true. I'm going to say true again. I'm going to say fake as well. It sounds like a gangster. It is fake. Yeah. Oh, oh it sounds right. Chopper Bobbly. Chopper <laughs> Bobbly's come along and chops your bobs off. <laughs> You'll get this one. Shaggy Dog. Oh, yes, real. real. Absolutely real. That is real. I, I think he was the guy with the best long-range pass in Bermuda, he, right? Is that right? He was. He was, he was the best yeah. Bermuda's best long-range passer, as he describes him. He would say stuff like, um, like, oh, sorry, the pass was so good. As <laughs> <laughs> he was also Bermuda's most arrogant man. <laughs> and most passive-aggressive. Okay, yeah. Okay, Geese. Geese is real. Geese is real. Geese is real. Yeah, Geese is real. And, and it's one guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Confusing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's confusing. That, not goose, geese. Geese. Yeah. Do you think um, it's because he has the attitude of several geese? Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> he runs as a one man V formation. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny Hickenbottom and Jim Smith. <laughs> Bernard Boot. Ooh, <laughs> That yeah feels like someone from Rotherham, probably a fan who came up to him. <laughs> my name is Bernard these... Boot, and I want my money back. Do these games always feel this long? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of get why you hate them so much, James. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you're seeing it from outside, James. It's yeah. uh, excruciating. <laughs> We're never doing the game again. All right, we've got just... another hundred questions to go. Right, we'll fire through these last ones. There's um, more. <laughs> wire. Real. 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 Drill. Wire. Wire is real. Yeah, punchy drill is fake. Punchy drill. Oh my god, real. Punchy drill sounds like uh, Chopper Bobbly's um, <laughs> wife. His assistant in the Bob the Builder style animations they make. Sure. It's real. Real. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, WD forty. <laughs> fake. That's fake. Ting. Real. Real. That's real. Mad ting. Fake. fake when ting when ting when he got angry that is exactly what i've got written down um, <laughs> and the final one is soccer box with gary neville True. is that yeah. a tv show it is his kit man from no it's fake that's fake oh, that's no. it. i'm amazed you I'm amazed you didn't use buster footman <laughs> uh, who won that game james oh everyone <laughs> I think the real winner was Buster Footman. End of his career. Uh, yeah, it's it's me um... or Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of your career. And uh, yeah, what do we think? Uh, so Sean ends his career uh, at uh, South End. I think he's on that has yeah. a nice run at South End. There's in Essex. I, I... He has a lot of games where he seems to play at the final like games of a lot of stadiums yes that's so, true he he ends his career at south end i don't think they're getting rid of their stadium but they have like a big blowout to celebrate promotion so they have like a big sean Gota style day he like plays the final <laughs> game at coventry he obviously plays the final game at main road where one of his family friends steals a toilet seat oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. just super weird um but like he seems to at, at south end he seems to be quite uh like he seems to be thinking more about his family again and like about the commute and about how long it takes him to get places. Um, like Sean has a habit of agreeing to things without really knowing a lot about them. But <laughs> he talks about how he and his agent both did research on the internet into South End 
and then like did they, he, do you think he did a do you think he timed his route to reading <laughs> <laughs> i've got my dusty kit bag packed um <laughs> but he's like he starts being like i found out how far it was from reading to south like i agreed to go to south end then i found out how long it was going to be from reading to south end and i was like i'm not doing this every day <laughs> so good research not good research it's gonna have to be three days a week he said um which is fair enough he, he seems really like like there's quite a nice so thematically throughout the whole book there's a whole thing about like how sean meets his heroes and they let him down um mm-hmm. like he he meets joe jordan he's really excited to play under joe jordan and joe jordan like slates him and doesn't play him yeah. obviously kevin keegan similar thing happens kyle best when he's playing for bermuda uh, does a similar thing where he doesn't really seem to give him any advice and i think there's something quite nice about when he's at south end he really wants to be the guy to pass on his knowledge uh, it's funny at coventry though you mentioned coventry how uh <laughs> he gets there and everyone's bullying each other <laughs> so um, and he just joins in bullying poor deli adabola <laughs> <laughs> clothes up and stuff like that he was like it was very unprofessional that everyone was bullying people so i joined in <laughs> it was also like it was really bad like everyone was very insecure and terrible when you were cutting up deli Anaboda's stuff and he had to come in wearing gardening clothes saying please you know you can cut this stuff yeah up. fine cut this up <laughs> and that was probably why we stayed up <laughs> because we had a really good team spirit and you're like oh deli never recovered but, yeah uh, <laughs> deli did not have a good time but then, I think it, I think it ends on quite a positive note in that sense. Even though, as you say, Reading is a bit of a disaster. Like Coventry's positive, and Southend, it seems like he sort of gets his love of playing football again. But he knows it should end there. Yeah, it's, it's it definitely ends positively. Talking of Reading, I've got a um, no context Sean Goju if you'd like. Okay. Um, Pardew left a, a huge hole because he'd been involved in every aspect of the club, from running the first team to making the tea ladies smile. <laughs> Classic pods. Classic also, pods. He, he he talks about pods as if he's this tactical genius, and I've never yes. thought about Alan Pardew in that way in my life. He loves Alan Pardew. It's yeah, true. It does. it does offer a um, very different view on Alan Pardew. Yeah, which you sort of don't really because I mean Hux is in this book quite a lot. Interestingly, so yes, Darren Hux is in it a lot. Like, I different. love when Hux comes into this book because it's like when your favorite actor makes a cameo in a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we love we love Darren. Um, and he really likes him and gets on with him really well, which makes it a lot nicer. Yeah. Uh, did the book change you, Tash? Uh, it maybe would make me more empathetic if I saw footballers, you know, training. I might not give them any abuse now because I think what oh, to do. Yeah. Have you been doing that a lot? <laughs> yeah, you know, living in Yorkshire, there's loads of footballers around me. <laughs> when, you, when you go watch Port Vale, is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Slagging I, off. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Come on, Pope! Oh. <laughs> uh, James Balgen, did you uh, make you reconsider your actions? Uh, no, not really. It, it, I think you always say this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think any book has ever had an impact on you <laughs> in what, life. Um, yeah, what stuck out to me is. Warming up in a primary school. I can't get out of my head. It's just so weird. <laughs> that is so weird. I just, uh, I, I like the idea that even they had to move on from there because the kids were booing them as well. Like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> just driving around Manchester trying to find someone to warm up. That's your takeaway message. Yeah. And Jack, you enjoyed it, right? Uh, I did really enjoy it. I think I really, it, it gave me a lot of insight into like moving. Well, Bermuda football I had no idea about at all. And no. about like indoor leagues and the fact that he played for Bermuda but can't remember that he like whether he scored in his debut because they just don't keep records apparently yeah yeah like that kind of stuff is crazy but also that Sean just seemed like a really nice sociable guy yeah um, and a lot of actually a lot of the the stuff where he talks about his final games and stuff like when he's at Man City and he plays his final game and it's like um he's looking around the crowd and they're all like cheering him and saying how great he is and he says you've got to be strong now to himself mm. that, that made my heart melt yeah he's so much there are you know he's a man who clearly had a massive connection with a few clubs yeah and uh, think, it comes through nicely it's a real if you're a man city fan i think you'd really enjoy reading this book as would yeah, i i think quite a lot of people would enjoy reading it he's yeah like a nice genuine guy different to a lot of football autobiographies he ran read yeah. you know like he's had a much different career different journey and uh, it was great what do we give him out of 10 uh jack you go first uh i will give it a solid seven perfect i was gonna say seven too so i'm in there with the seven 72 
Uh, I'd give, give it a six. Oh, that's, to be honest, that's a, that's a ten from most people. Uh, <laughs> and Tash, what were you, you going to give it? I'm going to give it an eight because I thought it was going to be crap, but I actually quite enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the pull quote on the back. <laughs> you've, you've fallen into the trap that I fell into on my first episode where I gave Hux way too high a score. Oh and then, no! And then subsequently, I was like, "Oh God, I can't give anything." So anything I think any on the goat scale now is what you're saying. Yeah, you basically okay. you've inflated. You have fed the goat. You have yeah. fed the goat. <laughs> okay. So it's 28 overall, seven on average. is pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, about right to be honest. I think that's about right. This week, uh, we're going to do another quiz. Uh, this week, uh, as we're doing uh, Sean Gota, uh, you're all named after different types of goat. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you're a Russian white. Okay. <laughs> Tash, you're an Italian, uh, sorry, an Australian cashmere. Nice. And James, you're a Nigerian dwarf. Okay. <laughs> Good with that. I'm a Russian white. Okay, cool. Russian white. So you've got to shout out your name when you're ready. Okay. Russian white, Australian cashmere, Nigerian dwarf. Cool. Question one. Sean had three early heroes in English football. One was John Barnes. Another was Garth Crooks. Who was the third? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, I, I got a uh, uh, Nigerian dwarf. Yes. It was Trevor Brooking. Yes, you're correct. Whoa! Congratulations, Nigerian dwarf. Uh, That's one for you. Uh, Number two, what was the name of the Bermudian match of the day? Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. I can't remember this at all. (laughs) Just that he was on it. Any ideas? No? No. Big League Soccer. Uh, Sounds like a uh, kind of yeah. early tour runner for Parivo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where everyone's got slightly the wrong name. So it'd be like Sean Gopher. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the goaf and he will. <laughs> Prairie. Uh, what, are some of the, what are some of the things, uh, final question, what are some of the things El Salvador fans throw at the Bermuda players? Oh, uh, Russian white, white Russian. Yes, uh, <laughs> not quite. But do your name properly and you can answer. Uh, white Russian, no, Russian white. Yes. Russian white? Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, bags of pee. Yes. Dirty nappies. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, um, I know the last one. What is it, Nigerian dwarf? Frogs. No, it isn't. Frogs? Where did I get that there? from then? Did somebody frogs. throw a frog at some point? Not frogs. Not frogs. <laughs> I don't think anyone throws a frog. What? I can't remember the last one. It's like a frog. Uh, lizards. Uh, yes, dead lizards is the first thing. Uh, I, I guess Nigerian dwarf and Russian white share it amongst yourselves. <laughs> yes. Just, Thank you. Yeah. just, uh, just uh, as a little note to end the episode, uh, my friend Emily got in touch and she said uh, her brother Greg Duncan is a big fan of the show, which is nice. <laughs> uh, he's a doctor, it's his first year, and obviously everything's a bit mad at the moment. Uh, so uh, let's just give him a good shout out. Big shout out to Greg, uh, who's doing a great job at the moment. And to everyone involved. <laughs> I, I feel like Greg's going to be really sad now. Like, you had the one shout out and suddenly you extended it to, it to everyone. <laughs> Especially Greg. I think that, that, that we got a shout out to everyone involved with the NHS and helping at the moment. Uh, but in particular, Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, that the, is that the way we should do it? Yeah. yeah. Greg, yeah. okay. Look, everyone, everyone matters, but Greg is the most special one. Uh, I wish there was some motivational thing I could give you from Sean Gota, but there's a bit where um, Sean Gota wants his mum to bring him some steak, so he says, "Bring me home some steak, mama." There we go. Uh, <laughs> bring home the steak, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, uh, guys, for joining me remotely today. Anyone has any thoughts on the book? If you've read it. Uh, or you want to read along any books in the future, message us reviews, follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram, review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words, guys? Feed the goat and he will score. <laughs> Come on, Thank you feed very much. the goat. <laughs> I'm going to hang up before everyone infringes more copyright. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Daniels, and James Balgen. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Sean Goder for writing the book, but what are they all up to now? Well, Sean has gone on to work behind the scenes back in Bermuda and now at Macclesfield, although sadly he's put a stop to his all too brief modelling career. Great shame. No word yet on whether Sean thinks Alpha Inga Harland's son Erling is just another Jeff Whitley. The Bermuda Triangle has largely been dismissed as a phenomenon by scientists and is definitely not Sean's grandmother. We cannot emphasise that enough. Buster Footman open a chiropodist or a shoe shop or a cobbler's. Hey, they all work. We'll be back next week with another episode from Quarantine. Hopefully, we'll be out to celebrate Sean Go Today in style in June. Stay safe. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.